Welcome to the DLI Fintech Conclave 2023 podcast series brought to you by the Digital Lenders Association of India and India Fintech Diaries. Financial inclusion is an important area that gains increasing importance as India aims to become a 5 trillion dollar economy by 2025. Financial inclusion actually spans several facets that include rural urban divide, gender divides and geographical divides. To discuss how fintech can serve the next 100 million, we're joined by two special guests on the show. Our first guest Sucharita Mukherjee is very passionate about access to financial services for all and she believes in finance for freedom. She is the co-founder of Kaleidofin, a fintech platform that provides intuitive and tailored financial solutions to the underbank customers. Prior to this she co-founded the IFMR group and was most recently the group CEO of IFMR Holdings. Sucharita was awarded the Women Leader in Fintech in 2018 by India Fintech Awards for her pioneering work at Kaleidofin. Prior to move to India, Sucharita was an investment banker at Morgan Stanley and Deutsche Bank in London. Our second guest, Manish Lunia, is a career financial services professional with 20 plus years of experience and has co-founded Flexi Loans, one of India's leading embedded ecosystem lenders for MSME loans. At Flexi Loans, Manish heads the risk and credit, co-lending and strategic partnerships and alliances and collection legal functions. Before he co-founded Flexi Loans in 2016, he spearheaded multiple M&A deals at Aditya Birla Group and was part of the CEO's office at Aditya Birla Financial Services in the formative years. He was the Circle Finance Head for Tata Teleservices Limited in Gujarat, leading finance for the fast-growing telecom player. Manish is also part of the executive committee of DLI, spearheading various policies that will help in the growth of the industry. And I'm your host Elroy Sarao and this is India Fintech Diaries. Welcome back to India Fintech Diaries. the show where we discuss all things indian fintech what's the topic for discussion today heman roy continuing our series with the digital lenders association of india for the dlai fintech conclave 2023 today we touch on the topic of financial inclusion how gender plays an important role and how digital lending can make a difference for the next 100 million customers to discuss this we have with us today sucharita mukherjee co-founder and ceo kaleidofin Welcome to India Fintech Diary, Sucharita. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. And also joining us today is Manish Lunia, co-founder of Flexi Loans. Welcome to India Fintech Diaries, Manish. Thank you, Elroy. Thank you, Hemant, uh, for having me here. As per RBI statistics, we have approximately 950 million debit card students in India. That kind of represent over an 80 percent coverage of the adult population of India. While as a statistic this represents a lot of progress done in the last decade as far as financial inclusion is concerned we still think there's a lot that is still missing Sujarita financial inclusion has been a topic that's been very close to you and is reflected in your work at Kaleidofin as well talk to us about some of the issues you see with respect to underbanking and financial inclusion especially in the informal sector Sure absolutely uh, just talking about first the areas where we have made uh, rapid progress i think one of the places is uh, just ownership of bank accounts and the jandhan yojana definitely did give a fillip to that we saw that the world bank findex actually released its report recently and uh, that shows that account ownership has gone from 35% to about 78% what is even more exciting is that the gender divide in account ownership has been completely eliminated so uh, i think that's the good news uh, the stuff uh, which is quite a bit which we still have to work on 
is uh, the use of that bank account right a bank account is as useful uh, as it is when you actually save with it you actually borrow from it you transact through it uh, a bank account which is unused or inactive doesn't really serve much purpose and we have to ask the question why uh, the inactive account are so high and uh, what's extremely concerning is that there is actually a deep gender divide here uh, where uh, the levels of account inactivity for uh, women versus men is almost double Uh, so that's something i think we have to work a lot on other uh, you know issue is really you know we've had this wonderful india stack with uh, you know upi doing fantastic numbers but on the other hand when you look a little bit deeper again from an inclusion lens and from a gender lens perspective you'll find that perhaps there are something like 150 to 200 million unique upi users just to put it into perspective india has uh, 950 million adults uh, so we do have still a lot of ground to cover and uh, uh, i'm i'm going to stop here with the statistics but one of the reasons why this happens is because a lot of the bank accounts are uh, which are owned by informal sector customers customers working with uh little to no documentation or rights which is by the way 90% of india today they all have accounts which are just filled with all manners of charges uh which are extremely difficult to use and honestly it's scary for customers in the informal customer segment to digitalize so there are charges for things like smss there are charges for bounces there are charges for doing more than five digital transactions honestly any way you move if you keep balances of less than you know 25 30000 in your bank account the bank account is a landmine for most customers and that's something we have to uh, solve for the other big issue is of course uh, you know just more investment in uh, local language as well as assistance to make these accounts just much more accessible on the other side of the spectrum 131 million or 41% of formal msmes in developing countries have unmet financing needs for india this represents a inr 20 to 25 trillion credit gap as per the uk sinha committee report of 2019 since then the gap would only have increased manish talk to us about some of the issues and challenges that msmes face in accessing credit and be included in the formal finance net so so i think hemant what happens is is exactly the same piece that sujatha mentioned in terms of statistics we all know that there are 13 million msmes now with the new definition even the retailers are now classified under the msme segment but there are only 1 1 plus crore udyam registered msmes there are only 1 odd crores gst registered msmes so what about the balanced 12 crores there is nothing actually that shows that they are msmes right these are the mom and pop stores which who are actually acting who may have bank account with the 90 crore bank account are there but they have little use in accessing credit because they, they don't even meet the basic kyc requirement that the rbi wants for a business to be lent and a rapid progress needs to happen in these spaces if these guys have to really come to the fore at the same time what we've seen is uh, over the last 6 years since we started flexi loans when we started only about 20 or crore indians had a credit score today it's about 60 crore indians having their credit score so there is a massive set of 
individuals in India who are getting even a small loan or an excess, which is substantially happening at the PL side of it. We've all heard about the cards and small loans that's, that are there. So people can take loans. Availability is there. They are repaying loans and thus they're actively there and not defaulting. But the fact that the MSME's assessment of them having a um, bankable and a KYCable uh, documentation set is something that's continuing to uh, deter them to kind of access formal sector credit right now. And Manish, even when we talk about MSMEs, MSMEs is a big set, right? There is a large group for India, especially, which is the farming community, which has its own set of problems or specific nuances when it comes to making credit accessible for them. So can you speak a bit about that segment as well? So uh, the farming community isn't a part of the MSME segment any which way right now. I think the the people who are actually uh, the vegetable vendors, etc., they they would form under the retailer segment. Again, Mm -hmm. like you said, how do you give them access? So microfinance, the birth of microfinance is only that reason that they can actually go to an individual, give them personal finance. And that's why India today continues to kind of scale up on the microfinance sector. And I think Jarita has already worked in the segment substantially deep down the line. But when we work on the digitization path and we reach out to these customers, these customers can go up to a level one of kind of uh, applying to us. But when it comes to level two, the vernacularization, the lack of documentation does not take them to level two of, of doing documentation or passing the credit funnels. Right. So they continue to stay excluded in a set just because while the information has reached them, they can't process it well or they do not have documentation to process it well. Understood. Understood. And Manish, it is also estimated that in developing countries, women-owned businesses comprise 23% of MSMEs and account for 32% of the MSME finance gap. What are some of the challenges that women-owned businesses and or entrepreneurs face when accessing finance, which is unique? So one thing that's there in India is that when when there's a women who there's women who are involved in businesses, I think the lenders find a lot of comfort. Comfort from a multiple set of factors. Then women are much more serious about making payments. They're not casual. Secondly, women are considered to be much more prestigious in the family. In case of a litigation against women, everybody would stand up and want to close the litigation at the first instance. Any women-led business or women coming on the loan is always a preferred option for most lenders in the country, at least that we have seen. However, the flip side is this. Uh, Of the 100 applications that we get from women applicants, 80 of them, the women are only a front and a name for men who are running the business. It's either out of sentimental value or out of taxation value or the fact that the men actually uh, have defaulted on their loans or have don't have a good record in the past. The effective women population is only 20% of the 25% in our opinion uh, who are running businesses. Having said that, lastly, just because of the first two components of uh, women uh, entrepreneurs who, who are coming on the loan track, because just women are there on the loan track, those customers with women plus men combination or women only combination perform better in our records versus uh, only uh, only men or men led record. Interesting, Manish. Susharita, I also want to get your uh, views on the same topic as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, actually at Kaleidofin, 98% of our customers are women. And, um, you know, about 60% of the women actually run what we call nano businesses, uh, typically employing, you know, either themselves or 
up to five people so really tiny enterprises and uh, you know i do think uh, completely agree with uh, what uh, manish says on this end uh, but i do think that the design itself of uh, financial services has to be you know remarkably different given women have a few different things uh, that are quite unique to them uh, some of which are true across the country some of which are not uh, one is uh, just uh, the aspect of mobility uh, now uh, just you know men in india are way more mobile uh than women this is more true in the north of the country than the south of the country so obviously there are differences right. but uh, in some sense therefore uh, the involvement of uh, community agents you know the expectation of assistance at the doorstep uh, the local language service all of these have to be exceptionally strong uh, the other uh, unique thing Uh, that we found when we launched Kaleidofin is we actually launched with a very holistic financial solution which included both savings as well as credit and in some sense customers could start either from savings um journey or from the credit journey depending on which point in the life cycle they were in and we found that especially on the savings side women were sort of like the owner of the household goals uh, so let's say for example i am a woman i want to send my daughter to medical college and i want her to become a doctor that is my responsibility largely i am motivated i do everything to make that happen i make sure that i have the 200000 in 5 years uh, when i need it and we found that women are just way way more motivated and disciplined about household goals and uh, that's when we pivoted to women uh, really being a huge business positive strategy because uh, you know we just found that the uptake was much higher and uh, in some sense we zeroed in on that and looked at okay what do women need when they are saving with us and borrowing with us as well for their small businesses and one of the features or requests that came out was confidentiality of financial transactions now uh, typically you'll find uh, you know in a typical and i am typifying here informal right. sector household is that the man or uh, you know has the smartphone very often the woman doesn't and what we thought earlier was that okay we will just use the family smartphone for adopting the customer but very soon it became very apparent that that was completely out of question and uh, a lot of women said that i do not want my husband to know about my savings and uh, this is something that i would like to keep extremely confidential if there is a backup number please take my friend my neighbors number um, you know and i am not comfortable accessing this from my husband's phone Uh, right so now uh, you know uh, this is where the rubber meets the road right this is when the customer tells you this uh, you know uh, you got to solve for it uh, right and you got to respect it uh, so we actually developed those features which let uh, women or men uh, for that matter keep right. their financial transactions confidential from their family members and we were careful to make sure that the backup numbers were not uh, the spouses numbers if 
they uh, did not wish to uh, so uh, you know the other thing we did was uh, that we at kaleidofen we invested in a assisted app architecture as well as a direct to customer app architecture right from the beginning just recognizing the need for assistance and the fact that onboarding is a huge pain point kyc and payment flows are not easy for uh, customers to navigate on their own and therefore we built a network of community agents who could help our women customers onboard themselves and sometimes these are you know the super users as well among the women customers but you know that's the kind of investment that's required to um, uh, really accelerate digitalization as well as you know just the use of fintech among women yeah and sucharita so i think sometimes we tiptoe around topics such as these but in my conversation with a rural bank also it clearly came out especially on the nano side of the business where women are running very very small businesses a lot of time is it is also about saving the money from getting in hands of their husbands or the men in the family because sometimes a lot of these men are not employed or sometimes employed sometimes unemployed and the money is not put to the right use uh for the family so that becomes critical and important for them to uh keep that money safe so that it is used for the family and not for some other purposes correct 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 that is very much the motivation um exactly. uh, to mm-hmm. just make sure that the household goals are protected uh you know i think that's the main concern absolutely manish you have been uh, supporting msmes for a very long time and you have been solving a lot of these challenges that msmes face so can you help can you help us understand some of the practical ways in which you at your firm and of course firms such as yours and fintechs are addressing these problems for msmes and supporting financial inclusion sure i i i think the first phase of any process where the reach is so small is to kind of expand your reach to let people know that funding exists and the funding can come um, within a few days so there are a lot of and we use the word deserving underserved in the country so today each month flexi loans gets about 1 and 1/2 to 2 lakh applications about 10 lakh people come to a website and app probably doesn't do the reiki but about 1 and 1/2 lakh people apply on the website give enough information to kind of pull out the sebel etc and assess them these comes from about 6500 plus towns and cities right? right so at all points in time we write blog write uh we've also initiated now vernacular content which is very important to realize that in various parts of the country we saw the east etc people uh, are not so comfortable with english or if even if they're comfortable i think the addressing i mean when you go to tier 3 tier 4 towns about 60% of our loans are in tier 3 and 4 towns there the better mode of communication and understanding stuff is vernacular and also important to know there is a taboo in india about loans right how do you kind of take the loan taboo out and give people uh, options to say hey look this is the option to kind of pre close it you will not other fam- family members may not know it so in the past people would kind of go and visit their people take references and make reference calls so while we collect references we may not call those references and so on and so forth so the idea is first provide information remove the taboo to kind of make the entire process and journey very seamless erstwhile if some an msme wanted a loan they would have collect to collect the entire documentation if they are now taking a loan in january they had to audit the financials go to the ca it was a very cumbersome process also letting the world know the family mm-hmm. members the cas and others know all these things okay. today all they need to do is kind of because of the digital journeys and the rails that india has 
they all need to kind of come to the DigiLocker access, probably provide an account aggregator access, which is now about 40% of our total consumption of uh, bank accounts. And in the next 24 hours, actually real time, but typically an affirmed offer in the next 24 hours, get, they get an offer wherever in the country they are. So uh, the, again, providing us, and these could be small loans. When you're talking of MSMEs of 13 and a half crore, about 90% of them have a turnover of less than one and a half, two crores as per the OMDR report. Right. So these customers don't need a large loan, but they want to start it because they like the, they are just the evolved set of microfinance uh, customers. They now do about business of two, three lakh rupees and they would want a three, four lakh rupees loan either to meet their working capital gap or mm-hmm. to meet a contingency which has happened now. But it's only the business uh, that can fulfill that payment later in life. So for salaried uh, individuals, if they wanted to do a holiday or a marriage, they would take a loan basis, the salary, future salary or potential. But a business guy or an MSME wants the same loan for similar purposes. He has none. There's only mm-hmm. working capital available. So what he gets is term loans from players like us because there's a future potential earnability from the same business. I think we assess them very holistically with multiple options around. And um, a large section of this, which are deserving, get approved now. The point is we know that we still are only meeting 5% of the demand that we get. So miles to go before we kind of reach the last mile. But information availability, process simplicity, and now the various initiatives that we're doing on saying, how do we simplify KYC? How do we create assisted videos for them to fulfill the entire process end-to-end? Today, people get stuck. What does year of incorporation means what? Or vintage Mm -hmm. means what, right? These are standard words that you use. We're going to figure out that people get stuck at these places and say, business kitne saal se hai? Or how many years have you been in business with? Versus writing vintage or incorporation. So we're going to that last mile such that people understand and the entire journey is simple. So far, we have given loans to about 60,000 plus MSMEs in the country. As I said, about 60% of them in tier three and four towns. And we believe they fairly, and sub 10 lakh rupees is 90% of the loans. So we're doing our bit, but uh, the ambitions are huge and the potential is huge. Actually, that brings me to the next question for both of you. What are the challenges that uh, you have faced uh, while actually trying to widen the net of financial inclusion, both from a business as well as a consumer standpoint? And maybe, uh, Suchureta, you could go first uh, from the consumer standpoint. Sure, sure. So, uh, you know, one of the challenges we faced when we were designing our financial solutions, both on the savings and credit side, was that we realized uh, that while... Every customer actually had a bank account. The quality of this bank account was actually quite terrible. And therefore, when you add a good product on a terrible bank account, the experience is still terrible, right? For example, let's say, um, like in Manish's case, there is a loan product and, um, and, uh, you know, most MSMEs are in the informal sector. Uh, They have volatile income and you miss your payment, right? For a month, the bank who is actually not taking credit risk at all, uh, charges something like 350 to 400 rupees for that bounce on the payment. And uh, it's completely disproportionate, right? To And if anything, uh, let's say flexi loans or money issues, taking credit risk, if anything, a penalty should be charged by flexi loans, but the bank in the middle is creating a lot of friction. Now, the same goes for regular savings. So, you know, that's what I'm saying that, you know, the lack of a good transactions bank account was something that we realized and now, 
um, you know, have been working on for a long time. And now I'm, you know, happy to uh, say that we have finally launched a very high quality uh, neobank account called KaiCash. Uh, which actually solves this problem because we realize that there is this problem with at least 70 to 80% of customers. And uh, therefore, there is a need to replace that current bank account with a much better, uh, friendlier bank account with no charges, no inhibitions, no unknowns. And uh, therefore, this will promote digitalization. This, you know, that's one. I think the second uh, big issue, of course, um, I, I think a lot of fintechs, including us, faced was uh, just the pandemic years um, were yeah. very, yeah. very hard for our customers. Uh, their incomes got hit. And um, and in some sense, uh, they needed emergency credit lines. They needed working capital lines in order to come back to business, right? And uh, at this point, we realized that our financial health assessment capability could actually be tweaked to become sort of a risk management tool, uh, which could be used for underwriting or for risk management. It's called Chi-Score. And, uh, you know, that was sort of the birth of our risk management and credit product, which eventually did do very well. We did almost sort of, you know, $1 billion of volumes uh, through that product. But uh, that lack of an underwriting framework uh, for giving, let's say, that six-month loan, 12-month loan for uh, the customer to tide the business over was, uh, you know, really, really uh, sharply felt uh, at this time. And, uh, uh, you know, and I feel like as an industry, completely agree there's miles to go before we sleep, right? We're talking about 600 million customers here. Uh, you know, we are at 2 million. So a lot more to do. We need a lot more players. Actually, we need a lot more competition rather than less, I feel, uh, because, uh, you know, this is an urgent need. Manish, what, about, what are some of the challenges that you faced while you were scaling up Flexi Loans? The, the first challenge was the same piece that Chalita has been harping on is the fact that most people have bank accounts but the bank accounts don't reflect the quality of the real businesses right so even today a significant majority of the customers like one don't have the aadhar card udhyam aadhar or the gst registration but don't even have a current account so the fact that they only have savings account they can only make the, the limitations of savings accounts are not even known to them they can't make more than five transactions a day for example they get charges on that statement which means that the bank statement is so thin that you can't assess, but the guy actually makes money. Now, when we speak to them, meet them, these customers, just understand them, they say, hey, you can assess me. But digitally, you can't go to the last mile and assess something which is not available, right? So right. part one, uh, the bank statements or anything, this was not available. Uh, the second piece was always that we, as I mentioned to you, we get one and a half lakh applications, but once they applied, them converting into actually leads that can actually be assessed by the credit teams became very thin through that door because the customers would reach out, click up, but then not pick up the call. Or if they pick up the call, they could not fulfill the documentations, could not f understand the process, may not have had bank accounts. So many of them have bank accounts in cooperative banks, right? So uh, they, they uh, until very recently, most banks did not have PDFs, so they would, uh, even a state bank of India or a bank of Kuroda or Ludhiana 
would, would give PDFs which are not parsable, and thus the entire journey is fraught with risk, not parsing data, and a, a lack of efficiency. So those are the pieces that we we face, and uh, the, thus came I think each year some of these issues being faced. We said, what do you do? You find out surrogate data. So our, our first partnerships were with e-commerce platforms or POS players, and we kind of got surrogate data of how they sell. So if they're using a POS machine, we don't need a savings account because we know broadly what kind of estimated business could be. And off late, the UPI transaction apps are great surrogate to seeing what business is happening, right? Uh, people right. can use varying from 10 to 40%. So using partnering with some of these guys, trying to include this base of customers now who are merchants who are using a small to a very large part of the business via UPI because of the efficiency that UPI has brought to the system and find a differentiated way to uh, underwrite them with a different scoring. The other piece came about documentation. Can you kind of reduce the documentation? The, the sole aim was that the customer who is a 10 lakh, 20 lakh or 50 lakh customer cannot, uh, and the customer who is about two, three, five lakh rupees customer can't have the same set of documentation underwriting. So uh, we kind of trimmed down to documentation to the bare minimum and are also innovating in various means to say, hey, can we kind of go documentary? The third thing is communication, uh, as I mentioned. So we've been uh, doing all to do vernacular communications, communication to write blogs about uh, how can people uh, up, uh, upload their Udhyamadha, how can they update their Udhyamadha, why GST is beneficial, why uh, interest here is beneficial because they get formal taxes, right? Most people are actually used to buying uh, or getting loans from their friends at 1.5%, 2%. Or money lenders at four percent. They don't realize that that can't even have tax benefits. Where loan here at eighteen percent will have a thirty percent tax benefits of MSMEs. So awareness was an issue. Most people did not know, but when they came to know about it, uh, they felt better. And so our aim is to kind of increase the awareness amongst MSMEs of the benefits of taking uh, a loan here from you know, from former sources. So those are three broad things that we've faced and have done something about. As a parting thought, Manish, starting with you, what do you think the impact will be on the next 100 million customers if we get our financial inclusion story right? So I, I have a very basic example uh, in MSMEs. MSMEs, uh, any uh, funding that goes to an MSME uh, mm -hmm. goes to actually creating growth of a business. And the one of the first discussions that we had, had as founders, I had worked with microfinance companies between 2010 and 13 as a part of my Aditya Villa group stint. And I said, Tamatarwala is selling about 100 tomatoes and worth 100 rupees each. So he's basically just needing 10,000 rupees of funding on a day. Right. At the end of the day, if he is able to sell those 100 kgs of tomato of 10,000 bucks, even at 10% margin, which is bare minimum, he's creating 100,000 rupees of income for himself, which if you kind of accumulate, it's about 30,000 rupees over a 30-day period. So 10,000 rupee loan, can actually create 30,000 rupees of income, which is 300% per month. Now, this, you, if you extrapolate to a yearly number, that's 3,600%. Uh, and actually, the interest that, that's being charged by financial institutions, even when they are actually risk pricing these thin files, could be about 24, 25 per annum. So there is a huge potential that MSMEs identify uh, in the entire process now when they get such funding. When they get a funding at 2% per month, they know that every business opportunity that they can will always yield much, much, much more than that. So as India kind of, and, and a large part of India is very young now. And right. with new 
a large part of india is actually becoming independent and finding uh, nano opportunities new opportunities in the ev space the mobile recharge station the food space and so on and so forth so i believe is when an india comes forward including the new formal india which is the d2c brands and others when they need funding the first port of call because of their lack of history lack of uh, urgency or speed to kind of access transparency requirements would be the fintech and digital means because they will have visibility at tap they will have access at tap and transparency at tap so uh, my sense is I, I was reading a bain statistic recently which said that brazil uh, with similar demographics reached from 2% financial inclusion uh, 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 in 2017 to about 35% in 22 india's number right now is about 7% and their estimate is by 26 it will be at least 15% of indian financial services would be catered by fintechs so uh, if you look at this penetration my belief is at least about 20 to 25% market share of most financial services would be taken by the fintechs in the next 5 to 7 years so charita your views yeah so um, uh, you know completely agree with uh, manish on uh, just these businesses adding so much value that that's why the you know money lender loans also make sense right because uh, customers businesses uh, they're all rational and they're doing it because still creates value and therefore so much we can do one of the things uh, that uh, you know we like to track is just life goals of customers so this could be growth of a business this could be education of the kids it could be improvement of your house different things right for different people and uh, this is also fairly universal right you and i also have goals like this one you know these are human aspirations and uh, you know if you think about it the uh, sustainable development goals that are set out by the un and that all the countries in the world have agreed to push as a common agenda if you look at some of those items like decent work uh, gender equality uh, these are very much coming from what i like to call these micro sdgs right if only every person has to achieve uh, their version of the sdg to for us as a country to achieve uh, the big numbers uh, and uh, you know i think that's something that we at colliderfin find incredibly motivating that we can improve the journey towards the goals we can improve that resilience we can improve that financial health uh, so that both the goal is achieved as well as the journey is better i feel like the journey is as important as the goal right because it matters how you got to that goal you know like uh, manish is saying dhakke maar ke bhi you know you can achieve goals Uh, and by losing a lot and taking a lot of cost but if you didn't have to do that that would be really good my sense is that uh, you know india is very well positioned to do this a lot of infrastructure is in place i think rbi is hugely pushing all financial institutions to look at this customer segment including the large ones very seriously and i do think that a lot of partnerships will happen uh for this reason and therefore uh, you know quite excited about the impact that uh, i'm sure we'll all create together thanks a ton for joining us today sucharita and manish it was a pleasure hosting you on the show thank you andrew and hemant thank you elroy and hemant really enjoyed speaking to you
in case any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with uh, you for more information what's the best way to do this i can be reached on my email id manish@flexiloans.com i can be reached on uh, sucharita at kaleidofin.com that's spelled as s u c h a r i t a excellent we'll include these details in the show notes thanks once again for coming on the show and spending time with us thank you very much guys thanks sucharita yes absolutely thank you manish thanks hemant and roy that's it from india fintech diaries this week in case you have it already registered please do sign up for the dlai fintech conclave 2023 the event is on 24th of jan at taj lansen mumbai and brings together digital lenders tech firms government officials banks nbfcs investors and various startups to celebrate the industry as well as plan for the year ahead with an insight packed schedule the conclave is an excellent forum to understand the role of fintech in mobilizing the economy so do attend and until next time stay safe